This is The Real Good Podcast. My name is John Roebuck, and with me is Blake Xenomorph Curtis. Ah, I like it. And Derek Neomorph Armstrong. What's a Neomorph? We'll get to it, maybe. Oh, okay. uh, this episode is called Ridley Phone Home, and that's because <laughs> we'll be chatting about Ridley Scott's Alien Covenant. What did you think, Blakey? Really alien good. Convent? Is that, is that where a bunch of nuns are aliens? <laughs> that was oh. awesome. That was fantastic. Did I say convent? No, you didn't. No. I just... That was some of your best You guys work. were all laughing and I wanted to make a joke, so that was what I said. I also don't want to go back to the morph. I know what an animorph is. No, xenomorph, I think, is the original alien. But you know what? And neomorph was the one in this one, the pale one. That, so, like, oh. yeah. I was actually reading a book. Popped out this. of your mate's back. Yeah, yeah. My, yeah, my friend Ben Rigby um, stars in this film. He's the first person to get in, uh, infected in Alien. Oh, yeah. he used the to spores work at, go um, in his ear? Yeah. Oh. He used yeah. to work at Cinema Nova. Oh, and okay. he's in Lion for like a second, and oh. now he's in like a speaking part in Alien now, Covenant. And that's still... the best scene in the film. Oh, yeah. I think, yeah. He, I think he was great. Yeah, podcast over. Yeah. Are you that's still doing your opening, or, or can I break in here on the Xenomorph? Oh, the opening is done. After okay, the yeah. opening is done. This is just banter. So this, this is what I learned about Xenomorphs this week. Xenomorphs. That's not actually the species name of the alien. Xenomorph is a generic term for an alien creature that supposedly, that I guess the only reason why they're called that is because a character in Aliens, who is trying to sound really smart because he's not very smart, calls them a xenomorph as kind of like a military fancy term. I'm in the presence of a xenomorph or something like along those lines. Oh, yeah. And then it just stuck and then everybody calls them xenomorphs and that's just, that's not the name of the that's species. correct. Did you know that? Oh, oh. How did you know that? I read it online. I where where else would I know anything? Surely that's true. <laughs> I like your uh, your hoodie that you're wearing. Yeah, well, it's yeah. cold. It's cold in my garage. Like Donnie Darko outfit. Yeah, yeah I reckon yeah. you're gonna drop some I'm, sick album. I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna this go. I'm gonna go that. break the sprinkler system at the school with an axe and flood the school. <laughs> I actually watched that the other night. It's so oh, amazing. Good. Love so it. So good. We were actually talking about it on the way here because I was saying that that's a director that I feel like should have become. Oh, he's terrible. Yeah, but I, how, <laughs> I feel like you can't be terrible if you've made Donnie no, Darko. No, you can't be terrible if you made Donnie Darko, but everything yeah. else he's made is terrible. It might be one of those cases of just like after doing it, just getting like cooked up in yeah. the scene and getting ahead of yourself on who you are. This is the best conversation about <laughs> Alien Covenant. <I've> <laughs> I like the banter. We, we should do more banter. No, no, less banter, more straight down the line. Yeah. yeah. Nothing about no fun. The films. Oh no, only films. Okay. Yeah. No more fun of any kind, as they yeah. say at Animal House. Yeah. Um, Let's talk about right. Animal what, House. What do you What do you want to talk about Alien Covenant? What do you want to talk about Alien Covenant? You seem to. Uh, you okay. Know. So what What interests me about Alien Covenant is it actually seems like kind of like a course corrective from <laughs> um, Prometheus, which I think is funny because I thought com- Prometheus was generally considered to be a success. Both critically yeah. and commercially. No, that's not how it, I it went, interpret it, went it at well all. Commercially, I think. Yeah, but um, but a lot of critics did it, like it. But I think people liked it, and when they like, well, I I, thought, I liked it when I first saw it, and then the more I saw it and thought about it, the less I liked it. hundred percent the same for you, me. But do you reckon studios give the fuck at that point? Like oh, they're but, like, well, no, we made I, the money for Ridley, you later. for Ridley yeah. Scott. Ah, I mean, yes. Yeah. Yeah. But I, what I think this was the movie he should have made with Prometheus because it's. When it's sorry, instead of Prometheus, but now he's making it again. You know what I mean? Well, see, it's that's like- the thing. So this is what I think. This is just another one of those reboots that we see, where every or what we're seeing is the greatest hits of the series so far. Mm. You know, you get a chest burst, you get a face hug, you get a, yeah. a, a blow him out the airlock, you get everything that has happened in the series already in the same manner as every other reboot we're seeing now. Yeah, yeah. which is what I hate. Yeah, and and I hate I hate the other thing that that you kind of touched on there is this concept of erasing history. Like, it, like that's bullshit. Like, you can't... 
I well, hate the take back. Like the take back not, is not a thing. He's not taking me. back Prometheus though, because Prometheus no, is then, very much in dialogue. But with this I film, think there's but, lots of films, and yeah. this one is guilty of it as well. As you said, we made a mistake, and we're just going to pretend this didn't happen, and so we're going to just completely change this whole concept. And I'm know, just like, what you? Aren't I, I actually, and I don't actually think this was that much better than Prometheus. Like, I don't either. Like, uh, no, I think it's worse. But, I think it's worse. I really enjoy. I think Prometheus. it's worse not because it's. I think there's actually there's there's a lot more conventional satisfactions in this movie than there are in Prometheus. But Prometheus was reaching for the stars. It was really ambitious. It was really visually dynamic, and <laughs> those things are here in this movie, yeah. but they're very muted. That's why I have a soft yeah. spot for Prometheus because yeah. I appreciated the the yeah. going for. And I but, remember like, do you remember that the, when the trailer for Prometheus came out uh, and you and I watched oh, it like weekly? It was yeah, like yeah. the best trailer I've ever seen. Yeah. And then the script came out and the script was really good as well. Can and I so just tell was, you that? That that trailer was so beloved by a friend of mine that he made a stop motion um, version of the tra- shot for shot version of the trailer with paper cut out characters. Was that from wow. you, Derek? No. <laughs> oh, if I had the skills to do that, I wouldn't be doing Where it. Where is it? Oh. Is it online somewhere? Yeah, really I'll, I'll, I'll give you the link. So, yeah, that yeah, sounds yeah. cool. Hold on, so you're saying just quickly, this script came out and was good because I think the script for Prometheus and Alien Covenant was appalling, and I mm. also think that when Ridley Scott has a good script, he can direct the shit out of it, but he doesn't. He's not discerning enough to know. He what almost a good never script. has a good script. Yeah. Anymore. Well, that's the thing. But yeah. when he gets a good script, he makes awesome movies yeah. but he, he's not discerning enough to know the difference between a good and a bad script and he, he can't you know polish a, a diamond out of a turd yeah. um, well, and he's also up his own ass about this correct. AI thing so yeah. much this, I, well, I'm sick he, of all this artificial and, intelligence shit in these movies I really am and, at this and point. also like firstly I don't actually he, he seems to really want to have, you know something want to say something but I'm not actually sure Ridley Scott has anything to say Yeah. and also Alien is a horror movie Aliens is an action movie and now he's just trying to like make, create this mythology around these yeah. movies this franchise it doesn't deserve a mythology and I also think that he's doing a disservice to his original alien because it was the fact that those aliens were a mystery yep. in those films uh, and, and you know when they find the space jockey or the engineer whatever they ended up being called in that huge um, uh, sort of hangar in Alien part of the great you know part sorry the um, you know Prometheus. No, no, no. I'm oh. talking in the original Alien. You know, they find a space jockey yeah. in the original Alien. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, uh. they, come across, they come across this huge hangar. It's this mm. really famous bit. And um, don't, why you know, do I forget that? I haven't, well, I've seen it about five what years are you ago. Doing on this podcast, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and um, actually, to be honest, I thought the space jockey was a creation of Prometheus. No, but okay. like, right. well, well, the uh, under the uh, armor, yes, but with the armor on, that's Alien. Mm. Oh, okay. And uh, part of the like, uh, what's exciting about that scene is that you don't know who this character is, where he's come from, what he's doing there. And uh, or anything about him, hmm. and uh, and uh, Ridley Scott's making this mythology, and it's like, oh, I've got to explain absolutely everything. Hmm. It's like I don't need to know. Or that. you explain? No, I don't want to see yes. what Han Solo is like when he's not Harrison Ford. Yeah, then people need to stop like sucking everything, Amen, you know, until they're dry. Correct. Well, and the, I don't know why it's everyone a, thinks that, that that the world, the concept of world building, is interesting. And this is the but, thing but that really you, fascinates me about this concept of world building, is if you build the world. Build it and leave the characters yeah, and exactly. go somewhere they're, new. What and they're doing do is world condensing. Correct. Because, like, because you know, you could touch on, on anything and, and add to the world, but they're actually taking away from my imagination. And yeah. like, mm-hmm. with this, like, be like, well, this is how the aliens are made. Like, that's not what the alien franchise is about. Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Well, and the other thing is, so he's he's announced that he wants to make five more alien films or something like that, which he'll be dead by then. But um, he's because he's seven. <laughs> We're uh, rooting for you, Ridley. Right? He's, isn't he eighty? He's old. Yeah, yeah. He's like he's like nearly eighty. So anyway, he's um, but he's rich. So, so are all of those immortality or some bullshit? Are all of those going like to be prequel to? He's probably Guy Ritchie at the start of that film. That's probably his character, I reckon. We're interested in what you're saying. But Sorry, we prefer to have our own. <laughs> <conversation>. <laughs> 
but are all of those films going to be prequels to the original Alien, or is he going to jump forward in time, or like what's going on? Yeah, plane yeah. going overhead. Yeah. Helicopter. Helicopter. Yes. Yeah. That's Ridley. That's how powerful he is. He's not happy with what he we're saying. Descending upon. See, this is my other. Oh, this is the big thing that I, I think you touched on a little bit there, Josette, earlier. Um, I'm not convinced about Ridley anymore. No. I think I think he's one of those people that um, goes really well when he has pressure fighting back against him. When he has yeah. people, I don't know whoever, but I have this theory that when filmmakers have too much um, space to, to work in and and no one's kind of keeping oh, them totally. critical no on what they're doing. Look exactly. At, look at um, Peter Jackson with the second two Lord of the Rings reshoots yeah. and The Hobbit, although. To be fair, there was, you know, like the whole Gula Editore thing uh, yep. with The Hobbit. But George Lucas is another one. He's a classic example. And then you've also got Now, uh, I have Ridley a soft Scott. spot for the prequels for the same reason that uh, you have a soft spot for Prometheus, that the Star Wars prequels really went for it. Yes, you know I, mean? I agree. Yeah. I, I completely agree. But I feel like, and that's what hurts me a little bit with, because I agree with what you're saying about the, the prequels of Star Wars, especially when I read I read this, the have you read the yin-yang theory behind Star oh, Wars? vaguely. But oh, yeah. That was fascinating. Yeah. It's this concept that... Um, uh, he essentially was trying to explain the whole concept of yin and yang with the six films. So uh, they yeah, were yeah, parallels. I didn't realize it was called the yin yang theory, but, where, but it's, where it's not called that. Where it's the called first one else. parallels with the last. Oh, one is that, yeah. it's, it's like the yeah. circle theory or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. something like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Ring theory. Ring yeah. theory. Yeah, that's, that's right. it. Ring, ring theory. theory, which uh, is awesome. If you've got you know uh, yeah. weeks of your life, you should give it yeah, a, a read. It's very. You've got weeks. Well, because the guy wrote a thesis on it, so like if that's what I'm saying. So Ridley Scott should get on it because he's dying soon, according. So, so Ridley Scott, <laughs> wouldn't wouldn't you be more interested in, in more alien movies if they weren't directed by Ridley Scott? If they, if yes. they were, if they were and this is what I yeah. want to talk about more than anything yeah. is before franchise films became this concept of of, of sweatshop filmmaking. Yeah. The Alien franchise to me was one of the best franchises because the first four films mm-hmm. of the Alien franchise they bought in different directors all three of which four of which became some of the most prominent directors in the world yeah and they each just were like given well, David it and David Fincher been, directed it correct I hate Janae though I, I really love don't Genet. like that guy yeah, I love Janae that's like, great but like um, uh, like there was this Neil Blomkamp one uh, which got pretty much uh, shelled completely today it's just dead Neil uh, how do you spell his last name the guy who directed Blomkamp Blomkamp yeah. yeah he said I think today or yesterday that it's, yeah, it's, it's pretty much dead but mm. like I, even some, you know, I I threw a story around a couple names of people that I think could make an interesting alien movie, like someone like Darren Aronofsky could. Make oh an yeah, that'd movie. be fantastic. Or, um, if it's anything uh, like Guillermo Noah. del Toro, mm. can you imagine what Guillermo del Toro would do with that world? But yeah. do, I don't know. See, I feel like they'd be almost, be, especially Guillermo del Toro, would be uh, too uh, reverent towards the history of Alien. You know what yeah. I mean? You need someone who can really like shake things up. But also, yeah. does the Alien series actually have that much more to offer? On top of what it's offered. Well, that's what I that's what I find so f- interesting with the franchise, and that's why I was talking about those films in particular. Is these guys just brought their own particular flavor to it? And as you said, the first one was a horror, the second one was an action, the third one was this art house kind of thing, and then they so, just went really off the deep end. I've just watched uh, Alien Three and Alien Resurrection in the mm. past uh, seventy two hours, so I'm really fresh on those again. And what I those. The, the, those two films are deeply flawed in many ways, mm. but they're each different than the other films totally, that have yeah, come exactly. before. And they're not, and they're not trying to rehash. I mean, there's still a p- essential problem with the Alien series, which is that it's all that every single film involves a group of twelve to twenty people Explorers stuck with almost. an alien on in a fairly small space. Yeah. At least the next film in the, fi- in the series does not seem like it's going to be set up for that. Mm-hmm. However, 
we have seen this so many times. And when you're actually starting to repeat the same kind of kills and the same everything, it's just like, boy, what like what do we need this anymore? Yeah, yeah well, definitely. Yeah. I do want to do I do want to do this film a little bit justice because it has grown on me a lot since watching it. Um, it's one of those ones that I've kind of been thinking about a bit, and I feel like this film as well has potential that could have been explored if they had fleshed it out a lot further. Can the I concept mean, of like the the, 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 the the new captain because Franco dies at the start. Which was one of my favorite parts of the whole film, yeah. actually. And the, but, him dying in that pod was, was terrifying. But, yeah, but that, that concept as well that he was a man of faith and that was obviously an underlying theme that just wasn't explored. Totally, but I think this, this uh, screenplay was too sloppy. Like the exposition, I actually ended up saying it the second time today to jog my memory because it's been about a month since I saw it. Yeah. And I did enjoy it more the second time around, I think, because I was um, uh, more... F- like I was ready for its flaws and I was ready to, um, I was able to enjoy for what it was rather than what it didn't have. Yeah. But with the, you're talking about this guy who, the captain who, uh, his main character trait, you know, is that he's religious mm. and it's just explored in such a, like a forced way. Like, yeah. it's like they don't no trust me. They don't trust me because, you know, I, uh, I believe in God and, and every now and then again, his faith gets brought up and it doesn't really have any impact. Or no. James Franco's death, he was uh, Catherine Waterston's husband mm. and his yeah. death has no impact on her character no. and um, uh, and barely informs any of the decisions she makes for the rest of the film. So why have it? And that's, and that, and that's my issue because like that those, those fundamentals that you talked about, a, a man who shouldn't be in charge who is thrust into that limelight, a grieving widow... James Franco, who was obviously from that video you see of him, this strong alpha man leader that they all follow. And so that just opens the potential to have this whole kind of psychological thing where you have people playing against each other. And and I was like, this is going to be cool. It's going to be like the thing a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it, all of that just kind of got ditched to the side and it was also, just Fassbender on Fassbender. Also, um, Fassbender, yeah. speaking, mm-hmm. talking about him, David's one-liners when he's just like, uh, don't let the bed bugs bite oh. or any of those. It's like, oh, it's grown you're worthy. a robot. Yeah. What are you yeah. talking about? Yeah, I know. <laughs> and I know. you just, if and that man tells you to come in the basement, you're not yeah. going and, in that and basement. And David was such a good character. He was the best yeah. part about Prometheus, David. Oh, yeah. And I actually thought Walter was really cool in this. Like, I, yeah. I enjoyed that. Can I do a spoiler alert? Like the ending. Like, oh, yeah. How, how how obvious was it What was it that oh, that was what was going to happen? Yeah. It's so yeah. like the, imp- the impact of, of a kind of a cool idea is completely, you know, withdrawn because it's just... We saw it coming. It was yeah. obvious he was going to do a switch out, you know. Yeah. Which is which I think was a bit. So they botched that, I think, because okay, so Walter is missing half of his arm, right? Mm. Yeah. And so is David in that last scene. Mm. Wouldn't it have been cooler to at least give us a flashback to show him actually cutting off his own arm so he could pass as Walter for a short amount of time? Instead, it was just dropped like everything else. Like, oh, Walter has half an arm. David has both arms. Yet somehow this is David posing as Walter, even though we see that he still has half of an arm. The only question that intrigues... Did he cut his arm off, or is it yeah. just a continuity error? Well, the only thing that intrigues me about that concept is they've potentially left the door open that Walter might have changed sides. Uh, and that fascinates me. That, that, no, I didn't get that at all. Oh, no, I didn't if get that, it. But, if that, if, but that's what now. I'm saying. That ambiguity, if they had left that there, if that made, made that a little bit greyer, mm, yeah. we as the audience can come in with our own imagination and be like, what's going on? Instead, we have this protagonist that we view kind of less of. Like One of the things that we got taught in film school is that as the audience, you should either be at the same point as a protagonist mm-hmm. in that meaning that you know what they know or you are behind them and they have more information than you because yep. it keeps the film intriguing for the audience. Absolutely right. The fact that we know more 
for the last, I don't know, quarter of the film, probably the last quarter, maybe a little less, just meant that I was just watching it, just like, I know what's going to happen here, and it kills me. <laughs> like, Can I just say... How awesome was Danny McBride in that movie? He's good. Uh, he, I'm surprised he, was he could pull, great. pull it off he because was he's usually awesome. Oh, he was great. He's usually just the like cocky asshole douchebag. Have you seen he, he's he was, Bound and Down? I started watching. Well, he it, definitely plays the cocky asshole douchebag in that. Yeah. But but he brings like a human element to it. I I have big raps on him he was as an actor. So I think good. He's fantastic. He was like watching. He's like you're made for the Alien franchise. It's like you know like the whole it was Maybe pitched the, in 1979 as truckers in space. Yeah, and it's like that's Danny McBride, and apparently he loves the franchise. Well, and, and he, they didn't kill him, and, so he can come back. Totally. And his character, like, <laughs> like he wasn't given that much more to work with than any of the other ca- actors, but he really brought a lot to it. Yeah. That, and, I and, must admit that that was probably the most interesting factor yeah. of the. He not only him, but his two co-stars that he worked with on when they were on the ship. Oh no! I thought no. I thought the interaction between the three of them. I was thought they were terrible. Really the two died in the shower. Yeah, oh, that uh, shower death scene. Yeah, that, that was that was, so, that was just, so misplaced in the film. Yeah, that was like awesome. so, I liked so that all of their wife, colleagues. Yeah. Well. She was good. All of, the, all of their colleagues have just yeah. died, and and so they're like, yeah, let's go have hot sex in the shower, like ten minutes after we learn that everybody's dead on mm. the planet. Like just so anyway. But can I shift? <laughs> I want to shift focus to something that I think is good about the film, and it actually speaks to a trend that's going on in science fiction space films now. The, uh, the okay. So I'll start by saying. The alien stuff in this film was basically not interesting to me at all. At all. Yeah. However, what I think is the new adversary in the science fiction that we're seeing today is time. Um, we saw it in the film Passengers from last year, which I don't know if you saw. I did. Where they where they wake up ninety years before they're supposed to arrive, and what are they going to do about that? Which got a uh, yeah. got a lot of negative attention, and I don't think it deserved as much as it got. Yeah, yeah the, misog- the misogynist stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, right. like, I think it was, it's a victim of its own lack of thought. Well, it was, a, it yeah. was ambitious and actually a misogynist Correct, film. I yeah, agree. It was trying to do something very tricky. But yeah. but in any case, so Interstellar too. Interstellar, they lose That's 20 fantastic. years by going down to that planet. In this film, they still have less time, seven years to go or something before, but they've woken up and they don't want to get back in their pods. The time element in space is what's really being explored in in space films in the last couple of years, and I think that's the most interesting. And the most interesting thing, the most interesting death to me in this film, was I said before, it was James Franco's in that pod. It's like we don't even we're just thrown right into it. They're all waking up. He can't get out of his pod, which is you're like, oh, that's not that bad. Oh my god, the fo- the pod's catching on fire. What the fuck's happening? You know, and it's like that interested me so much more than any random person being grabbed out of the attic or grabbed by, you know, a xenomorph jumping oh. out of the bushes. It was just like, who gives a shit about that kind of stuff and, anymore? And, mm. and the alien stuff was done so poorly. It's like CGI. It just, it was, it was, uh, I'm trying to say it was it, it was done poorly. It was yeah. it was it was done really in an interesting interesting way. I thought the CGI made it look cheap. Uh, and, and also, God, deaths where someone's doing something and they think they hear something behind them and they tor- turn around really slowly. Yeah. If I was in that situation, you'd turn around super quick. <laughs> the aliens are after you. So, the thing like there's that slow reveal where like she like looks around. It's like, do you mean the one with the with the with the big rack who t- who takes off and she's in her tank tops and she's washing herself yeah, by the water? Yeah. It's like that look, whole scene is ridiculous. Like look around quick. <laughs> <laughs> Who the hell, if they're scared and hears something behind them, takes a minute to turn around? Yeah. Anyway, that's yeah. just a yeah. no. Well, so that that scene is is, is the epitome 
of what is so dumb about this film. Like that scene is basically disconnected from anything else. We don't even really know that character. We don't know any of they them. They have her take her shirt no, we don't off know any of them. so and that it can accentuate her body, and then she gets killed, and they keep on going back to her head floating in the pool. And think like about five times. Think about the characters in the original <laughs> Alien. How memorable they are. Like there's Dallas. There's yeah. the guy who John Hurt plays. There's the two Alien, you know, Harry Dean Stanton, yep. and the other guy, his mate, yeah, Ridley. Uh, sorry, Ripley. Yeah. Uh, you remember those characters, and there's like these guys. I mean, Danny McBride's memorable. The captain, like, it, just because he's had so much screen time. I like Billy Crudup. Yeah, 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 but like, I don't think like he was uh, particularly memorable. No. Catherine Waterson, the main well, actress, like, the only two who made a bit of an impact, I thought, was Danny McBride and the woman who played his wife, and the rest of them were just. So I was really interested in her. That's a, an indie actress, and I, I can't remember what her name is here. Um, Amy Simons. She is mostly in indie films. Yeah. Um, she's like, the smaller budget, the better. I thought she brought an interesting element to this film in that she's one, she has one of the most human reactions to what's going on in that she completely freaks out. And the reason why I thought that was interesting is because in this day and age, you almost never see a female character lose her shit in a film like this because it invites those, what you were talking about with passengers, ideas of misogyny like this well, she, she's over her head. She can't handle it mm. because you, you have Catherine Watterson's character. She's very strong. And you have a couple other strong women. They actually had kind of the balls to say, OK, we can have one woman who doesn't handle it well. And that'll be a bit more. I guess I guess I'm trying to say that there's a lot of fear in Hollywood now about any misrepresentation of women but as I, not saving themselves and things like but that. But I also have a problem with the way Hollywood goes about making strong female characters, because you never yeah. hear about a strong male character. Yeah, that's right. And like, I think it's absolutely ridiculous that like, I think almost by like trying to address it by making strong female characters, it's like, why can't a character have many traits or just be a good character that happens to be female, like Furiosa yeah. in Mad Max. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And like, you see these characters like Black Widow in the uh, Iron yeah, Man yeah. movies or whatever. And they, you know, people pause to reflect about how she's, you know, like, just handling herself so well or like she has like one liners which like you know prove how strong she is it's like this is almost more insulting yeah like I mean obviously I'm not a female so I'm like it doesn't really like yeah. not yeah. directed at me yeah but um uh, like there are so few characters like well written female characters oh, who yeah. like yeah like Furiosa is one of the ones that come to mind and then like I was watching Seinfeld the other day Elaine Bennis she's just a good character yeah, who happens yeah, to right. be a female yeah, yeah. and um, she's got strengths and weaknesses yeah, just exactly like, it's, yeah, it's exactly. more about the human qualities yeah. Yeah. and not and trying to like, interpret the different sexes and why can um and actually the Gal, Gal Gadot in uh, Wonder Woman I saw that the other day and she's really great in it, and she mm. has you know many character traits like most male characters do you know mm. what I mean yeah. why do male characters get to have all these sort of you know all this depth to them that but female, it's just, well, you're strong. And what is that yeah. vague strongness anyway? Mm, exactly. Yeah. So I yeah. kind of did appreciate that that one woman, and that scene I thought was good too, where there, it's the it's the typical to quarantine or not quarantine yeah. scene that we get in every Alien movie. And also. I really liked yeah. it because obviously when you go back to the original, um, the opposite decision was was made, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, the, they, she, uh, the protagonist that we follow in the original Aliens, uh, she elects, she doesn't want to go in there. She wants to keep them in quarantine right. and then that gets broken and obviously the alien gets out. So the correct call in that Did situation. Did you say the protagonist of Alien? Ripley? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, but I'm just. <laughs> Through me. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ripley. So Believe yeah. it or not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Ripley. Uh, yeah. I've lost my train. Sorry. No, no, you're That's fine. That's my bad. Um, so yeah, Ripley in that film, it, Attempts to keep them quarantined. She doesn't want to let them out. Yeah. And then because they do let them out um, and Ripley is seen as not being human in that moment, the alien gets out and the whole sh shit goes down. Whereas in this film, the exact same situation slightly tweaked a little bit and, and, and it's, you, you want a different reaction. You want that woman to be like, fucking let the other woman out. Like, mm -hmm. just do it. Just do it. And that was fascinating because I was like, this is cool because it's almost essentially um, uh, the director saying to us, 
um, I'm going to evolve this idea from where I originally took it. Mm-hmm. Was it? But he didn't. No. And that that was the biggest disappointment because at that yeah. point in the film, I kind of was still holding on. Was it strange for you seeing one of someone you know in an alien movie? It was it was odd. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was great though. Yeah. I, I I think he was fantastic, and he didn't. I think he didn't have a great deal to work with. Yeah, I was hoping I was hoping he had a slightly bigger part. But so it, was, it was a memorable part, yeah. which was good. It was really interesting because because he because he doesn't appear. Until probably yeah. thirty well, minutes in, and so the whole time, whole yeah. time I was like, "Where is he? Where totally. is he? Where is he?" And yeah. it was slightly distracting. And I was actually thinking like uh, uh, about that this time around. If they had introduced him a bit earlier, his death might have had a bit more impact. But mm. as it was, the, none of the deaths had any impact. No, no. Like, you're I'm exactly right. Well, and, and then also, die okay, that I so have no investment in. Yeah, we talked about Billy Crudup earlier. What about he falls falls victim to the good old. Peekaboo, uh, look over here so this yeah. alien can jump yeah, on your face. As if you're going like, to follow what? that creepy robot down that to that creepy robot. Like you were saying, yeah, exactly. And look at that creepy And that was some like, of the dumbest you know, stuff from Prometheus, too, yeah. that they see that snake thing come out of the ground and they're like, oh, I want to touch you. How are you, little guy? You know, it's mm. like, what? This <laughs> yeah. is a fucking alien. You don't yeah. know anything about it. Get away from it. Well, hey, well, I do want to talk about um, Fassbender. <clears throat> I think he, I really dig Fassbender. I think he's a yeah. sensational. I've been in. It's going to sound really weird. I've been in love with Fassbender's work <laughs> since Shame, yeah. and so that's why it sounds kind of weird. He's a listener too, so he's, he's going to hear that. Oh, yeah. God yeah. bless. <laughs> My number is 0455959098. Uh, message, messages from thousands of people. Yeah. <laughs> that's for you, Fassbender. Um, but he, I really enjoyed his state of mind of feeling like he was a god. Seeing that flashback of, of, of him destroying that entire race of people and, and he, the way he was kind of toying with the concept of being in love with... Did he really do that? Or is that just like a dream sequence? No, I, I, I don't even know what the function I think, of that I think was. He destroyed I don't the, care. I yeah. think he destroyed the entire planet and was essentially looking for a way to get out. But, the, uh, so but he, he was great and he was a bit of a shining light. And the, the decision that needed to be made for me is what film is it? Is it, are we, is it Fassbender or is it this other stuff? And it wasn't. It was just this it, mix, and it was kind of lost. This strange, like marriage of like uh, the island of Doctor Miro, like this guy, like this sort of a cre- creation movie. Yeah. Like even like when he's like um, David's running away after he does the flare, and he's got that cloak on. It's like this looks like a fantasy movie. Yeah, it, it looked like, like Assassin's Creed. Yeah, totally. And it's like look, it's half trying to be a, a, a it's a half a subpar alien movie and half a semi interesting sort of like creation science fiction thing. But like, but didn't say in anything the wrong, in the wrong. But movie. also didn't say anything yeah. interesting. It yeah. didn't say if they want to do that, you you have to expand those ideas, and yeah. they didn't expand any of them. Let's move on to our top three. Uh, so we've completely staffed it up. We all forgot. <laughs> what it was and uh, we uh, rescheduled this podcast and uh, Derek didn't have enough time to do top three aliens in movies yeah you told me about it 55 minutes ago me and Derek <laughs> me and Blakey do our top threes like while we're sitting down to record yeah um, so we're going to do top three alien movies and I feel like we're going to have pretty similar responses no one cares about this segment anyway Mate, this is out of the thousands of emails I get about this podcast you know this top is top three yeah this is the one they, uh, they love the most mm-hmm. uh, Blakey uh, so we're talking about Top three alien movies. Yes, yeah, so we're talking not eight possible contenders. Ah, yes. So that's that's yes. right. Because alien, you know, could be ET or something. Because ET is an alien. Uh, yeah. No, you you can is include ah, yes. <laughs> include the alien versus predator movies if you so choose. You heard ah. it here first, people. Well, ET is an alien. <laughs> that was that was what Spoiler I wanted to alert. include. Alien versus predator. No, I didn't. This is the not. second ET reference of this podcast. Alien versus predator is uh, no good, and they should yeah. never be viewed. And the, I really like this. Sigourney Weaver actually apparently said um, in. Alien Resurrection or Alien 3 
kill me off because apparently they're going to do Alien vs. Predator and I want absolutely nothing to do with it. Oh, kill me so off, Scotty. Kill me off, Scotty, yeah. which um, is awesome. All right, so, yeah, three. sorry. Um, uh, number number th- three, is, it, it goes Alien 3 as the third one. Um, I love it. I think that's just like, I love that it kind of was in this prison and it was weird and it was just really dark and really like, like I said before, an art house film and it introduced us to Fincher. And so I have a real soft spot for him because I like seeing Fincher flawed because I haven't seen him flawed like that before. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Alien is number two. Um, uh, we had uh, even just small things that I remember from that film I really enjoy, like the 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 sound of the the spaceship doors closing, and, and it, it was like a, a really old kind of noise, and you just knew something was going to go down yeah. just mm. purely from the noise of a door closing. And then Aliens is number one because game over, man. Like that is <laughs> all right, that Bill is, Paxton. Bill Paxton. That that is yeah. just that line alone. I. Yeah, just that man alone, Bill yeah, Paxton. Was great, and it introduced this idea of like a corrupt corporation getting involved, and it was just yeah. very eighties. I just love it. Amen. Well, you stole my thunder on my number three. I actually, I think the real answer is Alien Resurrection. I think I might actually like Alien Resurrection a little bit more than Alien Three, but the first half of Alien Three has some of the most balls of any film oh, I've yeah. ever seen. Yep. Killing off Newt at the very beginning. Um, trashing the um, bishop, the uh, you know, is cut in half and basically worthless, negative capability, as they say. Um, Sigourney Weaver having a burst blood vessel in her eye for the whole for the whole first half of the movie, and then being in a prison colony. I thought those decisions were great. The mm. second half of that movie is utter shit. <laughs> so, uh, so anyway, my that's my my answer is going to be Alien Three, but but Alien Four is probably the real the real answer. Number two, <laughs> number two is Aliens, which. I saw it again about two years ago and didn't love as much as I thought I remembered loving it. And then the original is the best alien. Yeah. I'm with you. Three, two, one. Uh, yeah. It's like, I, I, I feel like it's hard to, to separate two and one, but number one is a masterpiece of horror. Like it's, it's, it's just, I just love there, the, the difficulty they have landing the ship in alien. It's like, mm. it's like just landing the ship on an unfamiliar planet. is like a big deal. Set yeah. piece. And such a memorable and just, score. Yeah. Oh, as compared props- to this film where it's yeah. just, it's, Quick yeah. props to Jed Kurtzel who wrote the score for Alien Covenant uh, and utilised Jerry Goldsmith's old themes really, really well. Mm. Awesome score. Yeah. Um, Have you heard about the alternative ending uh, Ridley wanted to do for Alien as well? No. Well, he, this is the one he wanted to do, but apparently the um, the big wigs at the studio didn't want it. He essentially wanted um, the Alien to when, once she's in the bed. He want the Alien wanted to come out and just start driving the ship, and I was like. <laughs> Well, I'm glad that didn't get greenlit. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. <laughs> Sounds terrific. <laughs> Directed by Ridley Scott. <laughs> um, final thoughts on Alien Covenant, Derek? I don't have any final thoughts on that, but I wanted to get in my Aliens, uh, possibly apocryphal anecdote. Do you guys hear the story about how James Cameron supposedly pitched Aliens to the studio? No. So he supposedly, he said, you guys don't trust me on this, but he went up to a whiteboard or a chalkboard or whatever it was. He wrote the word alien, and then he wrote an S after it. <laughs> And then he made the S into a dollar sign. <laughs> He's basically like, this movie's going to make money. Just put an S on the end of it. Let me make it gold mine. <laughs> wow. <laughs> now that's a creative man. Yeah. Uh, Blakey, final thoughts on... Uh, congratulations to Ben Rigby. Awesome. Yeah, awesome Ben. Work. I don't know you, but... I don't know him yeah. either, but yeah. <laughs> uh, hopefully... You were in a film uh, at a festival that I run, film festival I run. He was in uh, Rigor Mortis. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And he did a great job, and then I think he's awesome. And that's what happens to people who are connected to the real good film festival. They oh. <laughs> become, they get, you know, they go places. Yeah. Uh, and it was also filmed at Milford Sound, and I just finished doing the Milford track in New Zealand. And I, like, there's a couple of shots that if you like, literally like, look a little bit to the left, there's just like all these houses and yeah, little 
thing. I've got no final thoughts on Alien yeah. Covenant. I mean, like, it's all right. It's okay. Yeah, you know, like I liked it more this time around because I was expecting it's build a cabin and... by the lake, baby. Yeah, it's all right, but it's just just like a reboot, pre- reboot, prequel, sequel. It's a mess. Yeah, yeah it's an absolute mess. Back yourself, Ridley. You still got maybe one more good film in you, unless uh, Derek's. Uh, you know, are they making Gods and Kings too? Oh, <laughs> Gladiator versus Alien. Now that's a good that's a good uh, time to finish. This has been the real good podcast. Thank you, Blake Hurst. Thank you, right and thank you, Derek Armstrong. I'll be here again next time. My name is John Roebuck, and uh, for more, you know, film stuff, uh, we've got reviews, we've got uh, videos, we've got uh, the Real Good Online Film Festival, the Real Good Film Festival. What else is on our site? Heaps of stuff. Just Us. good film stuff. This podcast, another podcast, John Roebuck's Film School. That's my film school. Go to realgood.com.au. That's real with two E's. Thank you. Bye.